Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we're already back. It's only been a week, and uh, there were a lot of moves, just like we predicted uh, last stream. And there are a lot of sad moves in here, Joe, especially today, the day we're recording the podcast. New York had a lot of sad moves this morning that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Even you on this podcast, I, th- I remember asking you, could you see New York blowing up their roster? And you said there's no way, but they're apparently doing it, Joe. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> um, but before we get into roster moves, there's also news with Overwatch, just the game in general. We have Joe the Patchman here to talk about some uh, an experimental patch that uh, is already live before we could even talk about it on this podcast. Joe, what are these changes? Yeah, so uh, we had an experimental patch on uh, November 13th. Um, I, actually, I think we may be... Um, it, it, actually, they're, yeah, they're both relevant because uh, I, I uh, didn't look closely enough. That So the experimental patch is uh, new stuff. Um, and the last experimental card, <laughs> a lot of that stuff is now on live. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with the live patch that just went through uh, yesterday, uh, the 17th of November. Um, notably, that's the beginning of the um, Symmetra Restoration Challenge, uh, which I guess <laughs> also bring that into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, yeah, just in the same way that they've done things with. I don't even know how many heroes now. Diva and Baptiste and more heroes than that. That <laughs> 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 um, they came out with a, a Symmetra story. Oh, they did with Tracer most recently with the Tracer comic channel. Yeah, Tracer. Yeah. Uh, they came out with a, a Symmetra short story uh, called Stone by Stone, uh, written by apparently an author of. Um, uh, she's done some like World of Warcraft writing as well in like world of warcraft um novels and stuff so that's kind of cool um but wrote a story about symmetra and uh and zenyatta also plays a uh a big role in this particular story um um and it's cool and so just like <laughs> just like uh lots of these other events there's an associated skin uh for symmetra uh an epic skin which is kind of nice uh, when you're nine games, you get a skin and some sprays. Uh, watch like nine hours of streams, you get a bunch of sprays, um, and that's all uh, now through November thirtieth. Uh, so it's like twelve days ish um, here to the end of the month. So that first, yeah. So first of all, that's that's what that started uh, just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, have Have you read that story yet? I have not read the story yet. No, it's but pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I've heard it's good. Um, and of course, Jeff Kaplan in the developer update was very hype about it. So um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's uh, just playoverwatch.com is, is where you can find that there. Um, uh, but again, other things that were added to this live patch again that went through yesterday: the uh, minimum latency support um, on. Um, uh, that was on PTR for a while. It's now on live, so you can set a target latency for your custom games uh, to try to level the playing field between competitors, whether they're 50 or 500 miles away, says the text. Uh, so that's cool. 
because um, in in custom game news or other custom game news, I guess uh, you can now uh, use the workshop green screen on the live server rather than PTR. So if you're a content creator looking for green screen stuff, um, that's a good way to do it. Uh, uh, so that's the thing. There is a competitive no limits season. Uh, that is live right now. I don't know how long it'll last. Uh, I assume at least till the end of the month. Um, but but yes, you can play No Limits uh, with competitive points and ranks and placement matches and leaderboards and all that kind of stuff. Very nice. Which, by, by all accounts, has been uh, quite interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um... Uh, we did get a couple hero changes, uh, notably the uh, Baptiste buff to his amplification matrix um, that was delayed from the most recent experimental card um, is now live. Uh, so the width of his ultimate has been increased from 5 meters to 9 meters. Uh, it's almost twice as wide now uh, to get a little bit more use out of it, which is nice. And the changes to Lucio that were also, I believe, on an experimental card recently... Um, uh, or maybe it was PTR, I forget. Uh, but they have gone through as well. So now Lucio will default uh, to doing his wall jump boost immediately upon releasing jump to leave the wall instead of requiring a second jump press immediately after leaving the wall uh, to get that boost. So that's exciting. And that's a setting that you can turn on and off. Um, and you can cancel wall rides by cr pressing crouch. Um, um, and it looks like there's there's a there's a thing where you can sort of do both, where you can you can um, crouch out of a wall right and get the uh, and get the jump boost as well. If you release jump within 0.2 seconds after crouching, so <laughs> it's got to be pretty precise, I guess. But <laughs> but so that's the thing, uh, which I uh, I understand has been pretty significantly um, uh, you, know, you know considered a buff there as far as uh, variety of movement for Lucio and that kind of thing. Um, it's, it'll be interesting to see what um, you know. All these good Lucio players that exist are going to be able to do with um, you know new kind of movement option. That's exciting. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, um, this live patch they had some workshop updates, uh, lots of new parameters and values and actions and stuff. Because um, I don't know what those mean, but people people do, and I'm sure people appreciate it. <laughs> um, all that addition of things um, and various bug fixes. Uh, so that's that's the live patch uh, again. That's been up for thirty six hours or so now. Uh, just because we really like dating uh, the podcast here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every week. Yeah. Um, we we like to make it so the the um, people listening like a week later have to be like, okay, when was this released? What are yeah, <laughs> when they, did, they, they, have to, they have to figure it out themselves. They can triangulate exactly <laughs> when we uh, record it every week. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a super fan out there who's just writing down exact time John and Joe recorded this episode. It's <laughs> got, got a whole uh, uh, you know corkboard on the wall with like string and push pins. And of course. That. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's the live patch. Uh, it came out on the 17th. Um, and on the 13th, so just a little bit after our uh, last show that we recorded, uh, was the most recent experimental card. So, um, there were several changes here in this patch. Um, uh, support heroes will now no longer say group up with me. 
when they are missing health and request healing. Uh, which is a thing that they used to do, and now they don't. So, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, but apparently that was a change that came uh, more or less directly from the Overwatch like content creator super secret Discord with the devs or something. Um, mm. So that was kind of cool that like that that came out of that directly. But um, then, yeah, sev several uh, changes here for for different heroes and sort of in the vein a little bit of um this uh ability for lucio now to cancel his wall ride uh similar changes here a little bit so for example hanzo uh can now cancel storm arrows uh presumably by, by pressing that uh same button again again here on the experimental patch uh may can destroy her ice wall while she's dead now uh symmetra can destroy her teleporter while she's dead and torbjorn can destroy his turret while he's dead uh, in case you're ever in a situation where you need to do that <laughs> uh more work out of it if a buff uh where her healing resource consumption rate was lowered from 14 to 12.5 uh so just a little bit over 10 percent decrease there um uh, Anna uh, got a pretty nice buff, uh, honestly, to her biotic grenade, uh, where now just like her primary fire shots, I remember when this change came out to her, to her um, regular shots, that now her biotic grenade as well will pass through allies with full health. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you can be a lot more. Um, not frivolous, but a lot more, a lot more careless with your grenade to get the kind of use, <laughs> which is cool, yeah. particularly if you're not a player. Yeah. Um, and the one one change I hadn't mentioned yet uh, is to Brig. Uh, her uh, well, on the live patch right now uh, has 225 health. Um, uh, evidently, Blizzard decided pretty quickly that's uh, not the direction they wanted to go with her. Um, and her base health has been reduced back uh, from 175 to 150. Um, and if you add the 50 armor, that makes a total of 200 hit points. Because uh, apparently she's been getting pretty oppressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Is the gist of that. Yep. Yeah, uh, I know uh, Boston Uprising, Color Hex. Pretty consistently complaining about Brig lately, so. I think he was very happy to see this change. Yeah, and it's it's one of these things that, um, you know, I don't know of any reason why uh, I wouldn't go to live necessarily either. So that's, it makes good sense. Yeah, agreed. And I'm trying to find, I could have sworn there was a Farah change as well. I think that was the last experimental maybe. Was it? I th I don't know. I think if I yeah, wasn't it something to do with um, hovering or something like that? I'm pretty sure it was the last one. It's but. not. It's not from an experiment in October. I don't know. Uh, mm. Yeah, I could have sworn somewhere in there there was a, a far change that she could she could hold crouch to like fall out of hover faster or something. Uh, yeah, it wasn't in October. I feel like it was in some experimental patch. Maybe it's live now. Even I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just scrolling through patch notes now. Because I also I also remember that being a change at some point, but I don't know. I also can't remember when it was, but yeah. I don't think it was this past one. I don't think it was this one. Yeah, this is not in October patch notes on anything. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe hmm. it, maybe we just collectively dreamed it. I don't know. <laughs> we just all dreamed it. It's uh. like the uh, 
It's like the Mandela effect. You heard, have <laughs> yeah. you heard of the Mandela effect? It's like that. We all, we all remember something that never happened. Yeah. At least according to the patch notes on playoverwatch.com, um, that was not yeah. a change that I, was made. So. I'm, I'm scrolling through it as well. I cannot see. It's not an experimental or live for me. I haven't checked PTR. Maybe it was a PTR change, but I don't remember it being a PTR change either. So weird. Very weird <laughs> stuff happening. It's spooky. Yeah. yeah it's a little, a little late to be spooky, but yeah, it's kind of spooky still. Um, okay, so those are the patches. Um, of course, you mentioned the Symmetra story and the challenge. Uh, did you go through everything he said in the dev update? The replay viewer stuff? Uh, no, yeah, no, I didn't explicitly say it. So, okay, and the priority pass as well. Yeah, because yeah, with the... Uh, stone by stone story and Symmetra restoration challenge and the new skin and all we also got a um, um, sort of short dev update a little bit that uh, yeah they're going to add uh, they will be adding a new system uh, a new sort of currency system uh, that they haven't yet and it's not you know on PTR I get the impression anytime soon but it will be eventually um, where yeah if you queue as um, Jeff called it in a flex queue, so I don't know if they're actually going to add an option where you can queue as flex, or if it's just when you queue for more than one or all three uh, roles, uh, tank, DPS, and support, um, then you'll be, you, you, uh, as a result, you'll be gifted um, these priority pass uh, credits. Uh, uh, you can have you, you can only hold a certain amount at a time. Uh, uh, just gave the example like forty at a time, uh, but then you can use them uh, when you queue later. If you only queue for like one role, like you really want to play DPS, uh, you can redeem some of these credits to get like a priority um, a priority queue time, basically. Uh, and it'll it'll even compare like the the estimated time if you used your uh, priority pass versus if you don't, uh, which is kind of nice. But uh, uh, the way the way Jeff was explaining it, yeah, it seems like it's uh, super good idea because number one, you know, incentivizing people to um, to queue for multiple roles means that all the matches get filled quicker, but also. Um, then when you want to have a, a specific role that you play, uh, you'll also get your matches quicker because you'll have this uh, bump in priority. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a win. It's a win-win right there. And I, I am assuming that they're they believe that this will work because more people will be playing those other roles since they will be queuing up to get more priority passes, while whilst some other people are cashing in their priority pass. So it should work overall it sounds pretty it sounds pretty good to me hopefully it works out yeah and we don't uh, like i said we don't have an eta for uh when that may or may not actually start but uh um but yeah it sounds super exciting um or <laughs> that might be a little bit a little bit exaggeration it's super exciting <laughs> but uh but it sounds like it'll be a, a net benefit definitely so that's good yeah, um, as someone who as someone who like only played tank and support because I don't want to queue for ten minutes, I definitely like this because I do like tank and support better. But every once in a while, I would like that option to play DPS, and now I will. I'll have times where I can use my priority pass and do so. There you go. Uh, he also mentioned some uh, non-specific uh, replay viewer changes. 
Um, it didn't go into too many details about what that actually is, uh, but things like um, uh, being able to customize the UI, for example, or turn off the beeping uh, of uh, capture points, um, stuff like that, which is kind of nice. Uh, and like I said, we don't really have any um, concrete details about that, but um, but replay viewer stuff is good. I'm still waiting yeah. for being able to uh, download and save replays uh, long term, but I guess that's I get the impression <laughs> that won't be in a part of this at least for now. Yeah, well, they're nice changes at least. I I as someone who was considering using replay viewer for my videos often, it was just tough to use sometimes and the videos i were editing it were under a time crunch i think this is a, a very cool a very cool update to it to be honest I, being able to to choose sounds and stuff like that's really really good and yeah i think it's good so more reva more replay viewer updates i'm all for them i like it yeah and jeff shaved his beard that was, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and all the Overwatch League teams and the Overwatch League themselves changed their profile picture to the picture of Jeff. Because why not? Um, yeah. Because why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those are the changes for the game of Overwatch. Now, we'll head into the Overwatch League changes because there were a lot of roster changes this week. We'll start over with uh, some of the Chinese teams. Guangzhou Charge first, who made three acquisitions since our last podcast of course they picked up uh Kareev last time we talked now they've got some more players um joining they got mandu who we mentioned last week as well because new york had just dropped him last week and now he's already back on a team uh he was on the new york excelsior like inactive roster according to liquipedia until june uh, and then was finally i guess activated in june so not too many people know about this guy that well even though he's he was on new york excelsior um, because he he's a basically a recent addition to New York, New York Excelsior, I guess. Um, even though technically he's not, uh, but now he's joining the Guangzhou Charge. He is a support player. Um, I believe a main support. So, um, that helps because they needed one more support, and now they have him. Um, as far as the other ones go, I don't. So I think it's. Maybe MY Kaylee. I don't know. The, t the M and Y are capitalized, so I assumed it's MY Kaylee, but maybe it's my Kaylee. Maybe it's, maybe it's McKaylee. Who knows? Uh, your guess well, is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> we need pronunciations on, um, on Locopedia. All right, please. <laughs> uh, but he, he is a DPS player uh, that is coming from Billy Billy Gaming, which is Hangzhou Sparks Academy team. So uh, Guangzhou adding, adding him, which is also good because they d did lose Happy, of course, and Nero, uh, only keeping Eileen at this point. So that is one DPS to add. Another DPS to add is Choi Se-Hwan, uh, who is a Korean player who played on Element Mystic most recently. So this was, an, I guess, an Element Mystic player that uh, Dallas Fuel couldn't get. <laughs> but... He is a more recent uh, Element Mystic player, so I don't believe he played with all those players who are on Dallas Field now. So I'm guessing that's mainly why. But he's he's been in Overwatch for a long time, and he's been with some big names. He was on Kung Du Panther at one point as well. Um, so yeah, the, as far as the, these three pickups go, um, I don't know much about 
and all three of these people, Joe. So I can't talk too much about them. Um, I, I doubt you know that much either because they, they're all Asian talent and Mandu was in the Overwatch League, but we didn't get to see him that much. So, yeah, as far as as far as these pickups go, I we're just gonna have to hope that their scouting is good because I I don't know much about them. Um, who's next? Shanghai Dragons is next. Um, who? Who made some uh, pickups here as well? They made one of them was today actually. Uh, they picked up Fate last week. They picked up Fate. I, I think like almost immediately after we recorded, of course, they picked up Fate uh, from the Florida Mayhem. Uh, so that's another tank to add to uh, Void and Stand One are the tanks they have right now. And then they picked up Erster, uh, of course, Atlanta Rain Erster. Uh, lots of hype around this man and. It did not pay off last year whatsoever. So, uh, a lot of people speculating. Yeah, we, I don't. I doubt that he sees too much playing time over Flood and Lip, who are they? Who they are keeping and who were their DPS for most of most of the uh, year? But possibly a good replacement for uh, the two DPS they lost in the off season. I guess they lost three if you count Dia, um, DM, DM and Dading, of course. So. Yeah, I, I like the fate pickup, Erster pickup. I'm as long as he's as long as they don't think he's like too important to this team, I'm fine with it. I, I really wasn't that impressed with Erster last year, unfortunately. What do you think of these pickups, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward, um, uh, you know, potentially on the the other side of the Erster question. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing, uh, you, you know, if in a different environment he's able to have more success because I think he he was definitely, um, they did definitely a good feature of. Uh, uh, of the team, I would say, um, you, you know, Atlanta obviously um, uh, they, did, they just didn't get a lot of chances to to show that off necessarily. Um, and granted, you know, playing alongside Fleta and Lip, the 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 question is potentially still there for for Shanghai, but uh, whether he'll actually get um, get tons of playing time or, or preference over some of these other uh, over some of these other players, but. Um, um, but, but yeah, it's it's good moves for sure um, uh, from uh, Shanghai, I would say. Uh, even after having dropped Fearless, uh, who was their their big loss uh, last week, and um, you know Ding and um, DM before that. But uh, but yeah, uh, adding adding Erster in, particularly adding Fate in, I was uh, I was impressed with too. There was that was rumored. Um, uh, that was rumored in the past, um, but uh, it is sure enough still happening, and indeed it did happen. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but um, but, but <laughs> some some good changes for good changes for Shanghai here. Yeah, I think Fate's a a good person to bring in after losing Fearless for sure. So, uh, as far as Shanghai goes, I, I still this off season I still think they're pretty even in my mind as to where they were last season. I. I think they can do as well as they did last season uh, with the players they've kept. Um, they've lost some that, that that's going to hurt, but Fate's a good replacement. Erster has potential to be a good one as well. Um, and I, I totally agree with you about the, being in a better environment. I think Atlanta Rain overall did, did, wasn't, they weren't too exciting to watch last year and they, they didn't seem as good as they were uh, in their first year in the league in season two. So yeah, hopefully Erster improves. I, I love seeing his peak. Uh, 
Next up, we got the LA Gladiators, who made another rumored move that um, is amazing. They got Moth. Uh, of course, San Francisco Shocks, Moth. Well sought out. Everyone knew he was a free agent. Um, San Francisco Shock fans really hoped he was staying, uh, mainly because Andy Miller, uh, of course, one of the Shock's owners, said that they're keeping the core. Uh, apparently, Moth wasn't a part of the core. But um, yeah, Ma- yeah, you do hate to see it. But yeah, Moth joins this LA Gladiators roster that is looking real stacked right now. People are really liking what they see here. Um, Moth joins Shu as far as the supports go. Uh, and then the rest of their team, I guess, is Bird Ring, Mirror, Kevster. Their whole DPS line, basically the same. Um, and then you got Space and Muse in the tanks. Uh, if you haven't heard of Muse, he is a one of the most sought-out rookie free agents from Contenders this year, which Gladiators seem to land those pretty often uh, when they got Decay, specifically, uh, in year two. So It feels like forever ago. I know. It does, which is crazy. Um, but Decay was such a different player back then. Of course, it was the GOATS meta, so Decay couldn't carry as hard as he did last year uh, for the Washington Justice, of course. But also, like, you could probably go back to some of our shows and just hear me talk trash about Decay and how I think he isn't living up to the hype um, that he got in the offseason before Gladiators picked him up. But obviously, I, th- I think it was just mainly the meta. <laughs> but in, in the end, I will admit Decay's very good and definitely worth the hype. Spoiler alert, Decay is good. <laughs> yep, basically. But yeah, back to this moth move, because that's like, <laughs> I think this is this is one of the biggest moves in the offseason. And I mean, Shu and Moth, yeah, everyone was missing Shaz and Big Goose. And they were like, oh, this was our original like finished duo. I, no one cares anymore. I don't think. <laughs> I think when you get Shu and Moth, you're like, yeah, I miss them. But hell, we just got a huge upgrade. In my opinion, Shu is one of the best in the league. And then Moth, of course, two years in a row, champion. Cha- he's a champion. <laughs> he's a champion, you know? Um, and he's a fantastic main support. What do you think overall? Of, I don't know if Gladiators are done yet. Uh, I'm sure they could use some extra players for sure. But as of now, where this stands, what do you think of the LA Gladiators and how far they could possibly go uh, this upcoming season, Joe? Yeah, I think if, if nothing else, uh, probably change-wise, it would be um, looking at a... Uh, it, it, I don't know, in my head, even... Um, <laughs> I don't know, I was going to say improvements to the um, DPS line, but then, I mean, looking at it again, I mean, you know, Bird Ring, Mirror, Kester, that's it's pretty solid. Um but yeah, I think you're right. If you were gonna lose Big Goose and Shaz, uh, Shu and Moth definitely are are, are worthy of <laughs> worthy of stepping into that role. I think. Um, and yeah, Moth. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to know more <laughs> of the story of like, you know, what what led him to um, to leaving Shock because I feel like surely that would be pretty hard uh, as a player. But uh, but you, you know, I mean, you do what you got to do, obviously. Uh, but yeah, lo- looking good for the Gladiators. I'm, I'm definitely a fan of this roster. Um, I- I've said that in the past, <laughs> and it hasn't always been, um, uh, you know, 100% able to complete. And so I guess that would be, uh, th- that would kind of be my, my, my issue, my concern, my thing to watch uh, with this roster is making sure that they can do something with it um, as we get into season four, which it's it's still crazy to 
to say season four because <laughs> it feels like it should be um like it hasn't been that much but um but yeah that i i really do like um what the gliders have, have been able to do here and yeah i i kind of out there done like you said but um uh, but yeah they're definitely definitely props so far there's all, so far there's only one team that has officially announced it that that they are done this offseason that's the dallas field which we will get to later on the show so yeah i i don't think they're quite done yet and as far as moth leaving the shock i believe i read somewhere that it was because he wanted a new challenge basically which i i agree with i think you win that you win grand finals twice in a row with one team and i agree i think i would be maybe feeling a little not as motivated going into the next season being like well i already have done this now twice in a row with this team um and i would kind of want a new challenge and a new change of scenery so i think that's mainly where moth was i I believe i read that in an article but it was like a week ago when i read it so can't remember it that well um but yeah uh next up is boston uprising who have let go of axiom um who you know i mean everyone's talking about it because axiom got a lot of hype but um he's he mainly didn't play all of last year because of um his eyes and having to get eye surgery uh which was unfortunate for boston i know they they loved axiom and i think they they wanted him to have a big role last season but he just could not um and then yeah it just end up ends up um falling out here he ends up having to get dropped and um yeah besides that they picked up i'm 37 which everyone was expecting because he just played for um uprising academy Academy, of course uh was on loan to wgs phoenix who just won contenders korea um and wgs phoenix is where they just got uh their new coach Lori. so yeah i think everyone was expecting i'm 37 to go to boston he just had all those ties been coached by Lori. was on boston was on uprising academy like yeah he's going to boston uprising and he is here so he joins color hex right now as the two dps there uh, they still got Fusions, Punk, and Myeonbong as well. Um, still definitely need to pick up some players. They got five. So, yeah. yeah. My thought was, or my my, my super fleeting thought was, uh, maybe they should bring Aim God back to Boston. Because wasn't Aim God like season one Boston? Season yes. two Boston, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Except that I think uh, Myeonbong's definitely got the yeah, s- no similar hero, hero pool there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously only one sport player, so that's the most glaring issue. But uh, but yeah, I'm 37. Love good to see him uh, back in the league. Uh, it's a shame he's not commissioner, but you know you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta take a step. He'll at get a time. there. He'll get there. Yeah. No doubt, he'll get there. Um, but yeah, next on the list is the shock. Like I believe later that day when Moth was announced for the Gladiators, immediately patched that up and said, "Oh, we got FD God now." Uh, yeah, they picked up FD God, Paris Eternal support that took the league by storm with his insane Lucio play last year. Uh, probably one of the best, if not the best Lucio player in the league. So, yeah, the shock, the shock fans were sad for a second when Moth left and then they're like, oh, OK, now we have FD God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what do you I mean, 
They still got most of their roster here. No other announcements from them. Um, their only an- other announcement announcement this offseason was Rascal leaving. So, yeah, Rascal Moth gone. And, I mean, pretty much sticking to his word. It looks like the, co- the whole core is basically staying unless we get more announcements here. There are rumors about Violet leaving, stuff like that. So, I, I think we haven't heard... We haven't heard a lot from the Shock crew so far, and I'm excited to see what happens here. But uh, yeah, obviously, Joe, FD God, this is a good replacement for Moth. Not bad at all, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and just thinking about um, uh, you know the, the future of the Shock. I mean, even players like um, uh, like Taiyo, obviously, who got signed uh, at the end of last year, um, and I. I th- I, f- I don't remember exactly, but I feel like they said even something at the time. They're like, you know, this isn't a signing for for season three. This is a signing for, you know, season th- season four and beyond. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, Mutual Shocks uh, definitely proved they're they're not they're not a team that's just gonna stop working. There's there's definitely more uh, more coming down the pipe for them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, next up, Hangzhou Spark, who. Um, they're getting a little hype here because uh, they picked up two players. They picked up uh, MCD, who is a Korean support player who um, last played on Element Mystic. So another Ele- Element Mystic, of course. Uh, I believe Element Mystic just doesn't exist as an org anymore, actually, as of recently. So, um, yeah, I, I think they ended up just not only overwatch but just everything they're involved in uh is done so i imagine some element mystic players are are looking for some new teams and hopefully overwatch league teams and this is another one uh an mcd uh flex support player so yeah that's looking good he joins idk coldest and uh mika uh, on their supports there they got four now and um liga is their new tank player that they picked up uh that i'm seeing a lot of hype around um overall on twitter i believe uh rush the of course former paris head coach and now dallas fuel head coach hyped this guy up saying that he is going to be the best main tank or the best tank in uh he's not a main tank flex tank in overwatch league this year so or maybe not maybe it wasn't him actually no it was Tycho. yeah it was their other pickup who i believe is under age until april Tycho yaki Uh yeah Tycho yaki um this is who i'm thinking of uh who was also on element mystic at one point um (laughs) but was most recently on team diamond um and is yeah he'll, he'll turn 18 in april and he is a main tank and rush hyped this guy up to sit and said he will be the best main tank in overwatch league once he's old enough of course which will be in april which is might just be when the league starts according to rumors so it's true uh, yeah um i don't know much about these three pickups at all either of course when it comes to the asia contenders players i don't know anything about them except they're from asia contenders which means they're probably pretty good um, and if Rush says uh, Takayaki's good, then I will believe that guy because he's a good coach. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, you, you, it's always good to get like new faces into the league too. Um, it's it's definitely a, a a bonus out of all this. Um, uh, there was some some other point that I was gonna make. 
uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, definitely, uh, definitely nice for Hangzhou, um, and and yeah, looking forward to seeing what's um, um, the coaching staff and everybody's able to able to do with these these players. Yeah, it, it's nuts to me that Hangzhou. They they lost six players in the offseason, but I I'm on that Wikipedia page. They still have an insane amount of players now. Um, I don't know how many players they had before, but my God. Uh obviously they've got one of the thickest Liquipedia pages right now. Everyone's losing players like crazy. Uh but apparently these are some great pickups, and I'm excited to see these players in action going forward. Uh especially Takiyaki. Uh, see if he replaces. I mean, he's he's behind Gushway, of course, at main tank. So we'll see we'll see if he ends up replacing Gushway, uh, which would be insane because Gushway is also a really good main tank. Um, next signing is um, Atlanta Rain picking up a DPS player, and of course his name is Pelican from O2 Blast. I say of course because. It seems that it seems like they really like picking up animals, people with animal names. Hawk, Gator, I mean Dogman. Dogman. Uh <laughs> very interesting that they, they just seem to really like people with animal names. Um, but yeah, overall this is a DPS player from uh Korean Contenders who just turned 18 last July, so he's very young talent. And yeah. And in fact, he didn't join a contenders team until like end of 2018. So he's super young in comparison to most of the Overwatch scene. Um, but yeah, I imagine I imagine he's good, and they're they're just looking for someone to replace Erster here. And I imagine this this will probably be a good replacement. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, um, we, yeah, some of the thing you just looking to to keep keep your program young, keep it. Uh... Uh, you know, keep the potential up more than anything, and that's um, a good decision, I would think, as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, next next team is a is a real rest in peace moment. Um, good old Rip uh, Paris Eternal's Liquipedia page because they don't have <laughs> they don't have any players on their roster. Joe zero. Um. They have released Ben Best soon and Nico, who are the last three. Of course, we mentioned FD God went to the Shock, and later we'll talk about Xe, who is going to the Dallas Fuel. But those five, since since our last episode, those were the final five, and they have decided to start completely clean here. Uh, even though soon on stream, even mentioned like they were willing to play, at least he was willing to play for the league minimum salary for them. Uh, they said no. They said we would like to start clean, brand new players. And wow, I going from a team in, of course, season two that disappointed a lot of people. They wanted to go in and say, hey, those London Spitfire, they may have won the championship. But they're not a full European roster, so they're bad people. Um, we'll be your full European roster. They ended up doing very poorly. And then they gave up on those um, choices. They said, okay, maybe we shouldn't go full European. They got some Korean players and, in fact, some of the best Korean players. Uh, and they ended up doing really, really well. Um, in fact, at winning a tournament at some point in the season, yeah. I mean, 
they looked really great at some points. Yeah, that's, and, the, that's the part that gets me, is they didn't even do poorly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. They, do, I think this was a season worth remembering for the Paris Eternal with all these players. But, I mean, once you get to a certain point, I agree. Once, once XC's gone, I, I kind of agree. Like, I think Soon's pretty good, but I think Soon, Nico, Ben Best are all getting older at this point. They're like some OG names in the Overwatch scene, but... At this point, I think you might just be better off with some new players. Maybe you keep Soon, because I think Soon's almost going to be immortal in this scene. I think he's he, sh- he should be like contributing at least a little bit to whoever he goes to next, if he goes to anyone. I hope he does. Um, but, man, oh man, I... I would have called you insane if you... If, like, back in September, you said to me, like... Yeah, Paris Eternal are going to wipe their roster completely. I would have been like, no way. That'd be the stupidest idea ever. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's what they did, Joe. Sure enough, it is. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard any rumors about players they're signing either. So I don't know what, where they're going to go, who they're going to get these people from. But we'll see, I guess. Um, and it's not nice to know as well that Avala is apparently like. Basically, the the person the person's running this team herself all alone, <laughs> and she has to completely rebuild this roster right now. It makes me nervous. I'm just like, oh my god, like that's so much pressure. You just dropped like all your players on a good team, and now you have the pressure of just building this whole thing back up. Yeah, um, definitely don't uh, don't let it be that position. Yeah. Well, we'll keep everyone updated on that. We'll see who they pick up. Hoping hoping it's people who can help the Paris Eternal compete this season. It was fun seeing them compete this year, for sure. Um, and we never got to see those Paris crowds. I, I would have loved to see those Paris crowds last year with a Paris Eternal that good. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we just mentioned XZ was going to the Dallas Fuel and that is true. And they complete their their Dallas Eternal, their Element Fuel, whatever you want to call it, roster here. And they are officially done. They have said it. They they've called it. They said that's it. That's the off season. We pick. This is our team. Um, Xe, Sparkle, Doa on DPS, Fearless, Hanbin on tank, Fielder, Repel, and Jexy on support. Joe, this team has disappointed fans over and over and over again. Is it going to happen this year? Look at these players. It can't happen, right, Joe? I guess it depends on what you're talking about. It, it, the disappointment can't happen or the or the success can't happen. I mean, um, literally we've said this, I think, every season um, about the Dallas Fuel. But, I mean, or at least every season after season one. But um, but surely this year, if if it can't be done, um, I mean that's 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 more of a statement on the organization than it is on uh, any of these players. Uh, I guess that we've said that a lot. But, uh, but yeah, I mean to talk about a to talk about a good roster. I mean this is this is like what um, I mean you know makes sense with all these players. But I mean this is this is what the Paris Eternal could have been very easily, um, even this off season. Um, and I suppose you know there's financial stuff involved there, but um, but yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna get um, 
uh, you're not you're not going to get um, giant upgrades. I think very easily. Uh, if anything, I think my um, I, I I tend to I tend to focus on like you know one roll um, out of these teams. And I think if anything, my concern might be with um, the support line. I think, uh, but even then, I mean, we've seen how good Fielder is on uh, you, you know on ping, let alone. Uh, if he can actually get into into Dallas or LA or where, wherever the team is located, um, uh, Repel and Jackson, you know, they're, they're solid. They're, they we haven't heard, um, you know, they're not they're not standout playmakers, but they're 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 really solid. Um, the you know backline for this team and um, <laughs> yeah. So again, it's if it's if there's issues here, um, I don't think it's the players' fault, but. Um, yeah, I guess I don't. I don't consider myself like a, a Dallas fanboy, so I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel worried about jinxing. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you are, um, you might be, um, you know, worried about getting your hopes up. But um, but yeah, it's definitely a solid looking roster for sure. Yeah, I, on paper, obviously. I mean, most of this is just like the same, almost the same as the Paris Eternal. So you're thinking to yourself. And what isn't the same from the Paris Eternal is better than what the Paris Eternal had in their place, in my opinion. So you look at it and you're like, okay, well, this team should definitely do as well as the Paris Eternal did last year. Um, and if it's if it if they don't do well, I don't even know who to blame at this point, Joe. Like I just like I guess like the GMs. I don't know GMs and owners don't have like this much of an impact, in my opinion. I think. Maybe the GM. I, I don't know how involved they are over there, but I, I thought it was mainly Arrow. I thought it was mainly their coaching um, that was the the issue there. So if something goes wrong here, like I guess maybe it is the GM, the owner, this organization that just keeps fumbling this, but I don't know how they could fumble it that hard. Um, we'll see what happens. That very well could end up being the players or something like that, or coaching. But I mean, we've seen Rush, we've seen these players before. I, I doubt much changes. So, yeah, I'm interested to see the Dallas fuel and see if they could finally live up to expectations. Which I, I really, honestly, I am willing to bet some money on it that I think they will this year, and they should. So, oh, hopefully they do. But let's move on to London Spitfire, who also has a little bit of more bad news, but news that we were expecting. Um, Bernard and Sanguinar have been released now. Um, they're just trying to trade these last players off. We know that. And I guess they couldn't get anyone to uh, buy either of these players. So uh, they let them go. And now they've got Fuse and Glister left. Um, I, I think they can, I think they should be able to get money for Glister. So, uh, we'll see if anyone bites on him, yeah, but yeah, yeah London, if anybody London surely, building. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think he was, he was the standout last year. So yeah, of course, if you, if you didn't know when you're listening to this, uh, I don't know where you're like, what, what are you talking about? London just released all their players and you're just nonchalantly talking about it. Well, uh, they announced that they are building a full European roster, um, going back to their roots this season. So Yep, um, we'll we'll see what players they pick up here going forward. But yeah, as of now, they're just dropping players. Uh, Toronto Defiant have signed um, Aztec, Aztec, um, Korean support player. Of course, their roster 
is very bare. Um, Aztec was also on, he was in a similar situation as I'm 37, actually, because he was on Uprising Academy and got loaned to WGS Phoenix and then won Korean contenders with WGS Phoenix. So, uh, yeah, this is another good pickup for Toronto Defiant here. Or another or a good pickup in general for Toronto Defiant. He is their only support player left. Of course, their roster only consists of three people now: Logic's Beast and him. So we'll see what Toronto does going forward. But I think this is another good one. Um, Chengdu Hunters made some changes. Uh, of course, they have signed Creed and Yaoshi. Um, and they also made some changes to. Uh, some player contracts. They have now made Yavitel and Late Young two-way players. Uh, they moved Kayo and Langsa to the Academy squad, um, which is called Team Chaser. So, yeah, they, they it, only just very recently announced it, and it's it's a super cool uh, branding. I'm impressed with like the logo and stuff. Yeah, I like it. I almost, I mean, I do like it better than the <laughs> better than the L team, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I do like that. Better use of the orange, in my opinion. Obviously, the Chengdu Hunters barely use the orange, except in the... Yeah, they barely use the orange. But, um, yeah, I do like that that um, a lot. Ugh. Um, and, of course, uh, Creed and Yaoshi are assistant coaches, by the way. I, I didn't mention what they were, but they are assistant coaches, not players. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they just had some, as far as players go, just put some on two-way contracts and basically um, have joined, have moved some players down to their contenders team. So uh, look out for them. I, it, we always talk, obviously, we're North American focused. Always talk about how basically no North America teams have contenders teams. Well, all the Chinese teams basically do. So uh, they're working with those players over there. Um, of course, this is mentioned at the top of the show, but yeah, a very sad day for New York Excelsior fans as, um, and my Excel was only down to four players left. Um, and now three of them have officially been let go as well. Sabiably, Libero, and Animo all have left NYXL. They're all gone and they're just left with Jonak at this point and there's people are still worried that that's not going to last. So, um, NYXL could do a clean sweep here, which I, I kind of hinted at at some point in the show. I thought maybe it might happen. Maybe it might be time. I mean, NYXL has rolled with this roster for three years now and they, I think they've consistently done almost worse every single year. I think you can say that even though even though their worst year, which is probably last year, was still pretty damn good. Um, when your team is consistently just going down in quality each year, yeah, you would rather be going up than down each year. It might just be time. Um, which sucks because obviously a lot of people are fans of NYXL because of a lot of these players, especially Sabe you'll be. And these these were like season one stars, you know, Joe? So and if Jonak goes, like everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna lose their mind. I I have a feeling Jonak's not gonna go. I think they'll keep him. He's like he is NYXL, so 
Um, Joe, what do you think about these these moves? Yeah, I mean, Jonak leaving would certainly be the uh, <laughs> that would be the uh, I don't know if the last straw is the right phrase, but that'd be the, the the death knell for sure. I mean, other than the obvious that he would be the last player left. Um, but for this team, and yeah, that um, you know, even though results have been um, weird, I mean, it's still um, super shocking and and not. Uh, I, I mean, I certainly uh, wasn't expecting it to get this severe with New York. Um, just yeah, that. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, if you're gonna do something decisive like that, I mean, that's uh, that's the way to do it. I, it makes me wonder if um, I don't have any basis on this at all. But you know, if if New York or um, or Paris, who also has a basically empty roster, uh, if one of them tries to pull a uh, uh, Vancouver Titans, would kind of be interesting. And, and uh, you know, just pick up an entire sort of preformed team. Um, again, I don't have any basis for that being the case, but um, other than that, it would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's New York, and it's crazy um, to to think that it's come to this point. But um, yeah, I mean, they've got uh, a lot of work ahead of them for sure. Yeah. Um... Ever, I've seen a lot of people compared either Paris or New York to the Vancouver move, of course, that shocked the world. But I think NYXL and Paris are pretty successful rosters, but I think it's very different to just implode. Like, I don't, Vancouver, I think, would have rather, the reason they're different is because I think Vancouver would have rather kept those players. It's just they screwed up so badly that the players didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and then we're boycotting practice. So Vancouver had no choice but to drop them at that point because their players didn't want to play for them anymore. Uh, these I was, situations. I was thinking even like uh, season two Vancouver Titans, though, um, picking up uh, picking up runaway. And I mean that's obviously, oh, obviously oh, yeah, a different yeah. thing. But anyway, but yeah, I mean, there, yeah, there I've still seen. Yeah, yeah, I've still seen so many people compare. Like I've seen today in some threads i saw new york excelsior fans being like ah this is just like vancouver or paris even paris fans being like what the hell are they doing which i agree what the hell are they doing (laughs) but i i don't think it's as bad as this was like paris's choice basically they are making obviously making a lot of money from this like vancouver made no money from their releasing of their whole their whole roster paris I think made a pretty good big buck because they were because Dallas had to buy the players from Paris, whereas Vancouver just had to release everybody. They didn't make any money from it. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a, I think those two are pretty different situations, and you can't compare them that well. But yeah, I mean, I I think New York could. Dev, I, I we haven't seen anyone pick up a full contenders roster. I, I would like to see New York do it. Um, I think London might do it. Uh, so maybe Paris will do it too. These teams who have fully wiped, I think that's the best route for them, no doubt. Um, but yeah, last last pieces of news here. Um, Washington Justice uh, have also joined... And this was a team I am honestly very surprised by too. I didn't expect them to drop some players... 
because uh, they had so so far the season Justice have re, they re-signed Decay and then they signed Jerry uh, they also signed Mag um, and I thought everything was going smooth every smooth sailing for the Washington Justice I was like nice this is a great roster and then they said no John this is not a great roster um, because we're dropping Stitch we're dropping John and we're dropping Aim God and I'm like oh, okay so three players that really helped decay out and made this roster great um that's that's gonna hurt i think they spent a lot of money on the decay move and maybe that's why but i do think that's gonna hurt we'll see who of course who they replace these players with but i think especially johnny i think johnny's huge i think at least keep him uh but aim god played really well last year too so I really hope for Decay's sake that this is not another Dallas Fuel situation where Decay is going to have to carry the entire roster. I think the reason why Washington did so well all of a sudden was because Decay was surrounded by, I think, a lot more talented players than what was on who was on the Dallas Fuel at the time he was with them. So um, I'm really hoping... And Dallas Fuel still was able to get carried by Decay at some points. So maybe they don't need them, but I really do hope they surround Decay with some good players still um yeah i I mean joe you think i I think we can both agree that uh john who's stitching aim god will all be signed by someone i mean they're fantastic players yeah i mean you're absolutely right and and yeah the the surprise uh we coming this afternoon from from seeing him dropped yeah that i was definitely not expecting uh you know because i was (laughs) um i I don't know that i can say anymore what i was saying even last week um about oh you know i think washington's you know um, Washington easily won the off season and all this, uh, <laughs> and look at all these great um, changes they're making and, and signings that they've got and all this. Um, but yeah, I, I don't uh, like you said. Surely there's some sort of ulterior motive behind all this. Um, but um, but yeah, dropping <laughs> like you said, particularly particularly Johnu, I'm got I'm got in stitch a little bit too, but. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but um, yeah, super unfortunate. And um, obviously, with with zero support players now, um, you got to see exactly what happens there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was an interesting decision there. Oh yeah, um, we'll we'll see what they end up doing to replace those players because they are very good. Um, but wow. Whew. A deep, long exhale here. We got through all 14 teams that made changes in that one week since our last episode, Joe. Uh, We did it, and there are still a lot more changes to go because half of those changes were teams wiping their entire roster. So, man, this offseason is going to be a wild ride. Holy. um, All that good content. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the ride with me, Joe. It's, <laughs> it's been a fun one. <laughs> uh, anything else to mention before we sign off? I don't think so. You can go get your uh, epic symmetric skin between now and November thirtieth. So that's a thing. Yep. Uh, go get that skin. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow. Um, our show Twitter at on the flank show. You can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any questions, emails, topics, you'd like us to talk about you're listening to this in one way. If you'd like to listen to it in a different way, we're on on hyphen the hyphen flank dot podcast dot co 
We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and um, keep enjoying the wild ride that is this Overwatch League offseason.